I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. If you're skeptical about reincarnation, this week's episode might just change your mind. Welcome back to Paranormal Activity with me, Vet Fielding, where this week it's all on amazing tales of past lives and the concept of reincarnation. Reincarnation is a concept found in many cultures and religions, and there are many examples of individuals who claim to have memories of past lives. We reached out to you on Discord to hear your beliefs on reincarnation, and user Debbie got in touch to say she absolutely believes in reincarnation and that this could be the reason why she's terrified of drowning. She has fleeting feelings and memories of drowning at sea. So, Could these images, these dreams, be connected with our past lives? Well, this isn't the first episode we've covered on reincarnation, and we even had a whole set of bonus episodes where I underwent past life regression to connect with my own past life. And let me tell you, when I was taken back into my last life, it really helped me to understand some of the things I had to work through in this life. I felt it was a really great healing process and something that I would definitely recommend to anyone. It's a kind of in-depth therapy, if you like. Plus, you get to lie in a comfy bed and sleep for a few hours. But this week isn't about me. We're looking at some of the most notable cases of reincarnation in recent times. So let's start off with an interesting case involving twins. Twins appear in mythologies from many cultures around the world, and many believe that they have a bond much deeper than regular siblings do, and that they also have special powers. Now, before I get into this story, I want to issue a warning, as there are some parts of this story where discretion is advised. Our story starts in Hexham in 1957. A woman is overcome by despair after being forcefully separated from her children. Because of this, she decides to take what she believed to be lethal quantities of aspirin and other over-the-counter medication. She got into a car with the intention of colliding into something at full speed to commit suicide. She began driving erratically through the streets of the small town of Hexham, And in the car, she found her final stop, a wall running alongside a sidewalk. She went full speed, head onto the wall and rammed right into it. But she didn't die. Instead, she killed three children who happened to be walking to church at that very moment. They were trapped between the wall and the car. 
Sadly, the three children, 11-year-old Joanna Pollock, her six-year-old sister Jacqueline Pollock and their friend, all passed. Of course, their parents, John and Florence, were devastated, but were determined to start a new chapter in their lives. On October the 4th, 1958, Florence gave birth to identical twins. They named them Gillian and Jennifer. Now, what's weird is that John had suspected they would have twins, despite the midwife hearing only one heartbeat through the pregnancy. And there was no history of twins in the family, a miracle in itself. John feared that the death of his first two daughters was a punishment from God for his childhood fascination with reincarnation, leading him to question his Catholic faith. He believed that the twin girls were his late daughters reincarnated. Immediately, the parents noticed something strange. Jennifer had two birthmarks. One was a round, dark mark on the left side of her waist, identical to a birthmark that little Jacqueline had had. She also had a slightly depressed mark on her forehead over the right eye. This was identical to a scar Jacqueline had when accidentally falling and hitting her head on a bucket. Was this just a coincidence? Now, this is really interesting to me and very fascinating. Birth markings and scars are part of what experts look for when investigating reincarnation cases. So, let's say, for instance, you have a mole on your stomach. Some believe that in a past life, this could be a stab wound or where you were fatally shot in your last life. The Buddhists in Tibet, when searching for the new Dalai Lama, will scour the countryside looking for a little boy who then has to go through a series of tests to be sure he is the reincarnation of the last Dalai Lama. And sometimes they'll look for a mark on his body that matches the last Dalai Lama. If there is no mark, there will be other features and answers that will satisfy the priests. The little boy will then be taken to a monastery where he will then live and learn the ways of the Dalai Lama. But now let's get back to the twins. When the twins were three years old, they were given the old toys of Joanna and Jacqueline that had been put away in the attic after their deaths. It was as if the girls knew which toys were theirs. Gillian claimed Joanna's toys and Jennifer claimed Jacqueline's. They didn't even fight between them. There were other connections to Joanna and Jacqueline. As Joanna was older than Jacqueline, she had taken more of a motherly responsible role over her sister. And this was similar of the twins where Gillian often acted more mature than Jennifer, when Jennifer accepted these motherly actions without question. The deceased girls were raised by their grandmother as their parents were busy with their grocery and milk delivery business. When Gillian and Jennifer were born, their mother Florence had more availability and acted as the primary caregiver. But, and I bet you know where this is going, the twins kept turning to their grandmother as their primary source of love and guidance. The twins really liked combing people's hair, especially their fathers, just like Joanna and Jacqueline. But it wasn't just their mannerisms. The twins also told stories of their past lives. Florence found the girls playing one day where Jennifer was lying on the floor, her head being cradled in Gillian's lap, who was saying, the blood's coming out of your eyes, that's where the car hit you. In another incident, Gillian pointed at Jacqueline's birthmark and said, that's the mark Jennifer got when she fell on a bucket. Now, some people might say that this is unexplainable, how on earth would they know this? But 
I'm playing devil's advocate here. Maybe the girls had heard this from their parents. Maybe the parents forgot that they'd been talking openly about this. Also, the fact that, you know, they're giving the deceased girls toys as well is a little bit strange to me. I would find that very upsetting. Or maybe they find it just very comforting. Maybe uh, it would be very comforting to other people. For me, I'm not sure how I would react. I don't think I would be comforted by it. But anyway, beside the point. But they must as a family, maybe the two girls overheard their mum and dad talking about um, the two girls that had died in the car crash. Maybe they heard them talking about one of the girls hitting her head on a bucket. All of these things. And sometimes they won't realize that these or one of the girls is overhearing the conversation. So I'm just, like I say, I'm playing devil's advocate on that. It would make sense to me that that might be the case. The twins like the same clothes as their late siblings, apparently. They like the same songs, new friends and neighbors that they'd never met. It's all very fascinating, isn't it, really? I mean, it really is. After the initial incident, though, the family had moved 30 miles away to to Whitley Bay. A few years later, when the twins had been born, they returned to the market village that they used to call home. Now, sources claim that they were able to identify areas they couldn't have visited before in their lives. So this included Joanna and Jacqueline's favorite park, as well as Hexham Abbey. Um, And John recounted that as he was walking the twins up the hill towards St. Mary's Church, one turned to the other and said, the school is up here where we used to go and the playground is round the back. At the time, not only would they have been too small to see the school from where they were, but there was also a large wall obscuring the view. So that to me is very interesting. The fact that they've never been there before um, and they're pointing things out. They're describing things that they've never seen. How would they know that? That to me is absolutely fascinating. And you hear that time and time again, don't you, in, in reincarnation cases. Now, let's go back to our user, Debbie, on Discord. She mentioned having a phobia of drowning. Do you remember at the top of the show? Well, could this be because she drowned in a past life? Similar to Debbie having a phobia, both twins had a phobia of cars and suffered from reoccurring nightmares of being hit by a car. As the girls grew older, these strange connections to Joanna and Jacqueline faded away. Skeptics argue that the parents planted memories of the late daughters in the twins, consciously or subconsciously. And what many accounts also fail to mention are the four elder brothers who could have been a source of information for the twins. Hmm. On the other hand, though, Florence was a devout Catholic and so didn't believe in reincarnation at all, which was seen as a mortal sin. The possibility that her girls were reincarnated brought her no comfort whatsoever. Well, I certainly think that it's an interesting case. And as you know, I do believe in reincarnation 100%. And I do get frustrated, though, when cases like this are brought forward. And the last part is the skeptic's word. Of course, we have to look at all sides, but I wish we'd put more effort into digging deeper into these cases. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. 
It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This week's story comes from Annalise in Hertfordshire, who got in touch on WhatsApp with a voice note sharing her recent unexplained experience. Hi, Yvette. My name is Annalie. Uh, I live in Hertfordshire and I just wanted to send you a voice note uh, to share my experience uh, of something that happened recently that was, I, w- I would believe, as to be paranormal. Um, I just want to say I'm a massive fan. Um, me and my family, we are massive fans of Most Haunted. We watch everything that you put out. We've watched all the old episodes. Um, we've also come to an event recently at Shrewsbury Prison um, on the 23rd of Feb. was absolutely amazing um, and we would absolutely come again. Funnily enough, this experience that we had, well I say we, me, I had, happened a couple of days before um, the event at Shrewsbury Prison. And sometimes I would say I can occasionally get this sort of sixth sense, um, the sense that someone's watching, that there is like an, it's like an intuitive feeling. Um, And sometimes when things happen, I, I almost instantly know that it's a connection from something otherworldly and I can't explain that feeling but I'm sure you'll be able to understand what I mean. So as I was sitting down, um, me and my son, he's very small, he's only a toddler, uh, we're sitting on the sofa watching a bit of TV and just relaxing and he has a toy, um, it's called a toot-toot driver cup, a toy. It's just a, it's just a car and it's got um, buttons on the top and it works by obviously driving it along and if you press the button on the top it makes sounds and, and says different phrases and things. This toy hadn't been touched for a good 10 minutes and all of a sudden it started going off. For some reason, I decided, and like I said, I had this feeling that instantly I knew something was trying to communicate with me. And so I started talking, saying, is someone trying to communicate with me? And this toy, every time I spoke and asked questions, it went off. And this toy doesn't do that. You know when you know that, you know, with toys, sometimes they can go off sporadically. It was going off almost instantly after the question. So it wasn't like the battery was going. It wasn't like, you know, sort of glitching. Um, and even if it was to go off automatically, it would have a sort of, a sort of amount of time in between the sounds. <laughs> and anyway, I was asking questions. Now, I can't remember the specific questions now, unfortunately. But I did believe that, whatever it was that was trying to communicate was trying to warn me about the event and to be careful so I was communicating and saying I sort of put two and two together and said do I need to be wary of something we've got we've got the event coming up do I need do we need to be wary do we need to look after ourselves and the toy would go off 
make a noise. And then I would ask questions like, you know, are you someone that we know? Um, are you a guardian angel? Um, all these sorts of questions, because I felt like this, whatever was trying to communicate was friendly and um, was something that was trying to look after us. Um, but then I ended up, because it was so strange and it was happening, it, it, I could tell that it was communicating. I thought, okay, I'm getting a bit freaked out now. I've also got my toddler sitting right next to me and I don't want him to be exposed to that. And I just sort of freaked out and said, right. I got really angry. I was like, right. I was like, that's enough now. You've given your message. Now you can go away. Um, and then after that, um, I didn't have anything else after that. And I even thought after my son had gone for his nap, I thought oh, I'll try and communicate with it again. Um, and it didn't. So I feel like I must have... Uh, made my point and you know sort of set the set the boundaries and I, I sort of said I've got my son here it's not fair <laughs> you know he's only he's only a toddler this is whether you're good or not you are not welcome here and then sorry I guess I scared it off um but I do believe that whatever it was was trying to warn us and I do feel like when we came to the event we said a little prayer before we went in and we spoke to our beloved ones that have been passed um, to offer us protection and come with us on our um, investigation. And I really, truly believe that we were accompanied by our loved ones um, that had passed on. We've got some very strong characters that have passed. And I believe that whatever came to give me that warning possibly could have been a loved one I don't know but anyway I just thought I'd share that with you and um hope you enjoyed the story uh and hopefully we'll be able to see you at another event take care bye Hi Annalise, thank you so much for your lovely voice note. It's always a pleasure to hear everybody's voices. I absolutely adore it. So how fascinating is your experience and the fact that this toy went off only after you asked specific questions? And you're right, our loved ones are always with us. And when we are placed in danger of any kind, they are right by our side. And you were right to ask for protection. And I know that you got it. Um, and you know, whenever I'm scared, I always ask my spiritual family, that's my dad, my grandmother, my grandfather, and some close friends to put their armor on, get their big pants on and get ready to push away anything that gets too close. My granddad was a sergeant in the army and my dad used to box uh, strong Northern chaps, you know, they won't put up with any, any nonsense. But do you know, I wish I'd listened to my intuition. You talk about intuition and, and it's, it's, it's very interesting. I wish I'd listened to my intuition years ago. It would have saved me an awful lot of anguish and upset. Uh, it's there for a reason, you know. We all have it in our soul and it's there to tell us when something's not right. Uh, if you get an uneasy feeling about a place, a situation or a person, listen to that feeling and walk away. It will help you so much in your soul's journey on this plane. And it's a double whammy this week. We also have a message from Oliver and you can hear his full story in this week's Mail Time episode. But before he signed off, he mentions this. 
I did listen to a podcast of yours where you were expressing an interest in past life regression. I was skeptical about this, but when I went to Pagan Moot near where I live, they did a session on this using the Christos method of regression, where the subject does not actually get hypnotized. It gave a few interesting accounts from the people that had to go. Um, now, as I mentioned before, I was hypnotized during my past life regression. And the difference with the Christos method um, requires three people. One person will be regressed. Another person will take the first person through the regression with the third person being the helper. I'd never heard of this before. It's very interesting. The regressed person will be massaged on the pineal gland. And that's the gland on the forehead between the eyes, thought to be the third eye area. Very, very important. This is to be massaged until it is literally buzzing. When the first person is buzzing in their third eye area, the third person massages their ankles to draw attention away from the head. This is repeated and the subject is asked to imagine the body inflating like a balloon so big that they float out of the room. Then the massaging stops. The subject is asked to imagine standing outside his own front door and to describe it in great detail, the door handle, the colour, the style, uh, the letterbox, etc. And then to imagine stepping back a little until a wider view comes into mind, the windows, the curtains, the brickwork, etc. Then the subject is asked to imagine a garage and then they um, are asked to imagine um, to place himself onto the garage, either by floating up, climbing, jumping, or whatever. At each point, the subject is to indicate compliance, encourage um, talking by asking what the subject can see in front of him and then behind and each side. And they're asked whether it's night or day. And then they ask uh, you to ask the subject to change the scene from one to the other and back again to demonstrate who is actually in control of this experiment. Then the subject is asked to imagine floating up into the air about 500 meters up and to describe what he or she sees, then further up if required. After a while of doing this, um, the subject is then asked to drift and float to feel drawn towards a particular place or time or entity. And when um, he or she indicates that they're there to come down and find a soft landing. At this point, the topic of regression is introduced. Um, the subject is directed to look at the feet and describe what he sees. I remember looking at my feet and uh, when I was regressed uh, and I was a child, um, I remember seeing these little, these little shoes. Um, then to step back, uh, ask the subject to step back and see him or herself and describe totally uh, who he or she is. And at this stage, you can begin to ask other questions about the regression. Now, if anybody gives this a go or indeed has been regressed, um, I'd love to know. So please, can you get in touch with me? Um, and I'll give you all the information at the end of the show. Um, I would love to know your story and your experiences. I find it absolutely fascinating, reincarnation. Um, but, but before we go, let's look quickly at some other examples of reincarnation. In the 1930s, a young girl in India named Shanti Devi began to claim that she lived a previous life named Lugdi Devi. She was able to provide detailed information about Lugdi's life and family that was all confirmed to be accurate. 
Another story comes from James Leeninger. He was a young boy from Louisiana who began having vivid nightmares about being a World War II fighter pilot named James Houston Jr. He knew an incredible amount about planes and aircraft for a young child, and his parents did some research and discovered there was a real James Houston Jr. who had died during the war and had flown the same type of plane that their son was obsessed with. There seems to be an awful lot of connections to dreams and nightmares and our past lives. Do these provide a window into our souls? Well, I believe they are connected. And as I've said before, before I went under my hypnosis, I kept dreaming of being in strange places and being with people I didn't recognize. But I knew I knew them and felt very, very close to them and very comfortable. And reincarnation is real to me and many millions of others. And I believe our soul is on a journey on this plane to learn, to help, to progress. And if we don't, if we don't learn that life lesson, we come back and we relive it again. Of course, as I've mentioned before, it blew my mind. Do you remember this? When a regular spirit came through on the tapping board during a seance and told us that he'd been reincarnated, but he was still in spirit form. Get your head around that one and try not to think laterally. Remember, time on the next plane isn't how we uh, use and understand it here. It all baffles the mind, doesn't it? But isn't it thoroughly fascinating? Hi, this is Sal Batavia from Spacious Wing Therapies, and I'm the expert regression therapist who recently regressed Yvette to that very interesting past life, which I know we had some really juicy episodes on a few months ago. Well, I'm here to answer a question that Molly has posed to me. Is there a connection between past lives and dreams? Well, my simple answer to that is yes, there can be. I've had many a client come to me on more than one occasion where they've actually had a past life connection, perhaps on a theme they wanted to work on. And they've told me afterwards, I dreamt about that person before. There's also been occasions where I've had dreams about particular people who felt just like me, but they're not me. They don't look like me. They're in a completely different place and time. And then later on, doing my own reflective work and practice, have I realized that I've actually been connecting to past lives? The other thing that another client of mine has done is connected to future lives through her dream state. So this could be potentially through lucid dreaming, which obviously is a practice in its own right. And there is also regular dreaming as well. We are going into very, very deep states when we dream and accessing other levels of consciousness and perhaps stored memories that our everyday conscious mind can't access. So when we dream, we obviously can astral project and travel, but ultimately going very deeply within. So there we are connecting to all kinds of memories, thoughts and events and also healing power potentially through our dreams. So, yes, you can certainly be connecting to past life memories while you're dreaming and potentially while you're astral projecting. I hope that answers everyone's questions. And if anyone is interested to get in touch with me to find out who you were in a past life or maybe find out more about future life, don't hesitate. We can always make that happen. Take care. 
Is there a location, a building, a place uh, that you think we need to cover on the podcast? Or have you had a past life experience or vivid recurring dream? Uh, If you have, get in touch with us and share your stories. Here's the address. It's contact at paranormalpod.co.uk. We are on WhatsApp. This is my favorite way of you contacting me because I just love hearing your voice. It's like you're there with me in my kitchen while I'm having a cup of coffee. It's like having a chat on the phone. Anyway, here's the number 0759. 999-27537. We are on Instagram. Give us a follow. The handle is at Paranormal Activity Pod. And sometimes when we're on our show, we'll talk about uh, lots of activity. Paranormal groups will come on, as you know, and talk about activity. And we do post their footage on that Instagram page. So if you want to have a look, it's at Paranormal Activity Pod. Stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow and we'll be back again same time next week. But if you can't wait until then and I don't blame you, visit www.paranormalpod.co.uk where you can find options to get episodes a day early. Have a great week, my beautiful friends. Uh, Stay safe and remember, things aren't always as they seem. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.